0: Again and welcome to the Red Dwarf Introcast, the show where we talk about Red Dwarf episode by episode. Longtime fans and newbies alike journeying together into the deepest, darkest reaches of space on the mining ship Red Dwarf. My name is Heath.
1: I'm Angela. I'm Paul.
0: I'm Shane. <laughs> and our special guest.
2: Hi. Hello. There. Howdy.
0: Oh, alright. Uh, well, this week we are going to be talking about Season 5, Episode 1, Hollow Ship, but before we do, let's get to know our guest. And if you want to introduce yourself to the to the listeners and tell them who you are and where you're from and uh, sort of your history with Red Dwarf, other places we can find you on the internet, etc.
1: Mother's maiden name.
0: <laughs> awesome um well good to have you on and uh let's see shane do you want to read our episode synopsis of course uh, Rimmer is
3: taken aboard a ship, a spacecraft in created entirely out of hologrammatic light where he can touch and operate exactly like a living person, <laughs> including having lots of sex. Rimmer wants to transfer to the holo ship so he can become an officer and interact the rest of the crew, including having lots of sex. Especially with Nirvana Crane. The problem is the only way Rimmer can join the ship is through a challenge where he will see the losing member of the crew get wiped. Rimmer begs Quentin to help him, but he doesn't realize his opponent is Nirvana Crane, and to win the, ch- and to win the challenges to lose the girl.
0: <laughs> Star-crossed lovers. So, um, well, we got started, and Angela, and I, we did the same thing we did last time. Once we saw the brand new shiny opening, and made just a quick list of notes. On things that we are going to be looking for this season. Many of them we saw in this episode. Mm -hmm. So, quick recap. Uh, Splosions. Magic flying blue things. Rimmer penguin. (laughs) Headbanging Crichton, More explosions, Disintegration skeletons. Jawas. Lister with a damage report. Cat is angry. There's some sort of monster. Shirtless Rimmer is being tortured. And signing I love you. Lister has an arm cannon. Group hug, everybody. Holly gets a split second, much like in the series. <laughs> uh, explosions with feathers, fire, and that's pretty much it.
1: So this is going to be the explosion season.
0: Yes, lots of explosions. I think. For what keeps series that away? five. <laughs> uh.
3: I should point out they actually had a slightly increased budget this season.
1: Mm-hmm. You could sort of tell. I mean, they had to make all of those costumes for the people that were shiny and fabulous and they probably never used again.
3: The budget increase was £7,000, according to the Ooh, documentary. That's cool. So like 1992.
1: Yeah, and as you said before, like it used to be they would get the same budget... They would just be able to use props from before, and so they could create new stuff. But now they're Mm. able to create even more new shiny things. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, I will tell you right off, this episode, in terms of the writing at least, was fantastic. Um, Mm. I get the impression not everybody thinks so, but I I enjoyed it quite a lot. Uh, Let's Mm. get into it, so... Turns out that at the beginning, they're watching some old Casablanca-esque movie. I couldn't quite place it if it was a specific movie.
1: It felt very, like, schmaltzy and lovely. (laughs) And yeah, the whole tragic love theme.
0: Yes, Mm. yes. Lister is crying. Mm. Rimmer is rocking his fantastic new red jumpsuit with green highlights, which is really disconcerting.
1: You thought it was red? I thought it was orange.
0: No, I saw it as, as a very dark red, and then the it had a, a sheen of uh, a shiny thread into it where there was a green shine off of a red jumpsuit. It was really weird.
1: Okay. I, I, I have know, in what, my notes, what? Rimmer the Pumpkin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know, humans see colors differently. Let's do a poll. What, what color did you guys see? Red and gold. Yeah, red, red. Oh, yeah, if we don't
2: which costume uh, we're talking about because I'm—I don't know what's going on with me today. Yeah, it was
1: that first one that he was wearing.
2: Uh, oh, they were watching about, the movie. I thought he was talking about the hollow ship one. So I will show. Ah. <gasps>
0: oh. I did not recall that. Indeed,
3: Indeed. yes.
0: Indeed. Cool. Cat um, looks particularly shiny in his usual rhinestone getup. Mm-hmm. And we get sort of the setup uh, to this episode, which is that Lister is all about the love story, and uh, Rimmer is more practical and doesn't quite mm. get the whole idea of self-sacrificial love. Third season in a row, they've actually oh, they've actually had them watching
3: something in the opening episode. Cool. In uh-huh. uh, backwards, they opened with Cat and watching Nista the watching. I think
1: which I remember yep. as the
0: only That's... Good scene. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, season... well, they're
2: watching Casablanca. Yes.
0: Exactly. Okay. Cool. Uh, so Holly pops up and she's like, "Hey, there's some kind of thing happening that's going on." And, and then uh, says, so, "Bye." <laughs> yeah, and oh, and she's been crying too because you know I'm sure that they didn't even write that she just wanted to try and get some semblance of her character in there. Um, and yeah, so they they figure out what's going on. So
1: why are they in the Starbug watching this movie? Oh, were they? yeah, they're on the Starbug. Hmm. maybe hmm because they say they don't do much salvaging, but they actually mention that's a thing that they do,
0: <laughs> hmm. well, I suppose Crichton counts as salvaging, yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
2: Well isn't, so, isn't salvaging ho- just going around looking for other planets and stuff until they get back to Earth. It's something to uh, keep Uh
1: salvaging them. is like um like scavenging. Like they go to old derelict ships and see if there's anything
0: useful there, which I guess they do. Uh but they see a hollow ship. And uh this hollow ship has zero mass, so apparently the hollow ship, unlike Rimmer, does not have a giant light bee inside of it. <laughs> um, and I think somebody, it, yeah, uh, po- even posted on the Facebook. Yeah, h- how exactly does a hollow ship work? I, I don't know. That uh,
1: has been accounted for.
0: I guess it's been accounted for.
1: But so the person um, in the Facebook group said it has not been accounted for. Yes, it's
0: for. <laughs> But we'll get to that later. Yes. Uh, not going to steal quotes, but Cat uh, comes up with some excellent strategy for dealing with the unknown threat. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I lo- I, lo- I love these these strategies. They're great.
0: Yeah, and again, you know, I I um, in a couple episodes last season, I I was picking up on it, but they are really building good chemistry between Cat and Crichton. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry. Although brother. I
1: would ask. You're in a big ship that's going Mm -hmm. through space that has, like, not only big things, but little particles of space dust that, at the speed you're going through, would just shoot through the hull of your ship like it was butter. Mm -hmm. Um, Star Trek explains this by saying they have a deflector shield. You know, Not only just their big defensive shield, but a shield that will deflect all of that space junk. Um, This one, they, I guess they don't have a shield. I don't know, maybe they have a shield just to reflect space dust, but not one to use defensively. Well,
0: in the original Star Trek Enterprise... They didn't have shields at first. They polarized the whole plating to create an anti-static effect that would take care of the whole space dust thing, pretty much. Um, so maybe that's what Red Dwarf has.
1: Yeah, but that's the Star Trek with Scott Bakula. <laughs> <laughs> didn't it even been have accounted a real theme it. song.
0: Accounted hey,
3: for. <laughs> <laughs> there was only one, well, one two-part in that entire run that was any good, but we won't go there. Yes.
0: It's been a long road. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, we find... <laughs> Thank you. We see the uh, magic-y, blue bluey, glowy things from the opening credits. Turns out it was the hologram beaming thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and our guess was kind of right last week.
2: Can I just say, I, I, I listened to last week's show, and it was eerily mm-hmm. close how how, um, how close Angela was to the prediction.
1: I know, um, right?
2: Yeah. Even the set Well, mine wasn't that far off. Even the set, no, but
0: Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And, I forgot
2: and, hers. Angela was, like, 99% well, accurate. I, I had to think that she actually yeah, watched it in advance, maybe.
1: Well, mine was know. actually that it was, like... That they were holograms made to pleasure, like, people. Like, it was a cruise mm. ship. That was a giant holodeck, not like holograms that were out on their own and just had sort of this utilitarian sex, (laughs) which, you know, was extremely Brave New World,
0: as Heath made notes about. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, so I guess we will talk about... uh... The hollow people—they they kidnap Rimmer, and the soundtrack gets space fabulous. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we we see the hologram ship, and it's uh, as Angela pointed out, it's quite pretty. Um, they did some good effects with this hollow ship.
1: Yeah, it's all crystally.
0: I mean, granted, having partially translucent things on screen is one of the oldest film tricks that there is, but you know what? It really, really worked.
3: You recognise Nirvana Crane from anywhere?
0: No, I did.
2: <laughs> um, who was she? It's Jane Horrocks. Have you ever seen a movie called Little Voice? Mm. No. Ever seen absolutely it, fabulous?
1: Um, yes. It's yes. bubbles. <gasps> yes, she is. Okay. She, she, of course, as bubbles, she was doing a completely different accent, but. Now, um, we did recognize the, uh, snooty guy who came in later to, that, you know, Lister threatened. Um, we had to chance it and look it up, but that was the guy who played, um, the president, the president in the alternate world in Doctor Who. Like in ri- I, think,
0: I think it was Rise of the Cybermen. Mm-hmm. Or something of the Cybermen.
1: Yeah. And he got killed by a Cyberman.
0: Spoiler alert. Mm. <laughs> he was all like, hey, what do you want? I just want it. And they're like, yeah. boom. Delete. They yes. beat him to death Don't with war- a hollow whip. It was horrible.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Don't want an MBE. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, he, he's really cool. I like him. Yeah.
3: There's a uh, thing about the other whip, but we'll
0: get to it when we okay. get to it. <laughs> um, so, holograms. Uh, they are all into uh, sports and sexual re- uh, recreation. Mm-hmm. Um, and announcing, their
1: IQs, like announcing their IQs.
0: Announcing their IQs. And the pursuit of uh, progress and betterment and personal advancement. Um, it's like the ultimate sort of humanist Uh, amoral, and and not not immoral, but amoral society where the good of the ship and the individual is paramount.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, sex, which apparently they talk Mm. about, like, research and stuff while they're having sex. (laughs) I'm sorry, I keep skipping ahead. I really loved this episode. (laughs)
0: It was good. I loved Rimmer's and her's conversation and Rimmer's uh, comments on, you know, when she was talking about, oh, what, there's no sex dates? And he's like, well, you know, not as I'm trying to hide how little sex he has actually had.
1: Let's just say, you know, in <laughs> theory. Sad.
0: Lonely people. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um. So I don't know. What do y'all guys think about about the the hollow people?
2: I like them. I think they're funny. <laughs> I like the, the um, Ace Rimmeresque one. Um, at the, mm-hmm. he, he was funny. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, mm-hmm. Yeah, and the Russian.
1: I like her. Oh I yeah.
0: Like um. They reminded me in some ways, and uh, maybe this was more after Crichton told the the history of them uh, that they launched to, uh, you know, sort of form their own society and everything. It reminded me a little bit of uh, Khan's people from Star Trek. Mm-hmm. The uh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, from from the Eugenics Wars. These sort of mm. race of superior people, or at least viewing themselves as superior, and they get kicked off of Earth, and so they float around in space with the hope of someday finding a planet, forming a superior society. And these holograms, it looks like sort of took it on themselves to do something very similar.
1: Yeah. And especially when you consider, this is like the ultimate in unmanned exploration. Cause they're, they're people, but they're not like human
0: people. Well, there's a fair question. Are they the imprints of people like Rimmer is? Or are they the imprints of superior people? Or were they engineered? Hmm. A very good question. <laughs> but did they just find all of these scientists and engineers who volunteered to be made into holograms so that they could fly around in space and have sex and explore forever?
1: Um, I was... Just trying to think, if they were, like, created as holograms, why do they all have Mm -hmm. different IQs? Why do they all have different personalities? Like, you know, why are they all different people if they're just programs?
0: Because the ship needs more than one personality type and uh, expertise type to run. And uh, just... They care about psychological health, obviously, because that's why they have sex twice a day. Sometimes more. <laughs> well, if they... What were you saying b- uh, before, Paul? Um,
2: but I think with, what I was going to say is um, I think anyone with the um, incentive of sex, when that's an offer, I think anyone will, will like, try the hardest to get on there. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So i may up right now.
2: I'll have to kill you first.
1: I was like, sure, why That's, not? Uh,
2: what I was going to say about the amount of holograms on the ship, mm-hmm. it's, its it'd be no different to however many people that were on Red Dwarf originally.
1: Yeah. But they oh. were all holograms. I mean yeah. you know, they, these people like um were did there was, used to be a living breathing woman like that person or was she created as a hologram?
2: I think it was they were alive before they got made into hologram like mm-hmm. Rim was
0: Okay. Hmm. So speaking of history, we get some weird uh somewhat Incompatible, I think, information once, uh, Captain yeah. Snooty pops over to give his analysis of their Red Dwarf. Um, <laughs> let's see. First off, oh, of course, the ship is called the Enlightenment, just in case you weren't getting the message, uh, about what they're all about. Uh, we learned that the, uh, the Red Dwarf, the, the model of ship that it was, was withdrawn because of major flight design flaws. Probably <laughs> something to do with open vents leading to the entire crew dying of radiation.
1: Well, now, they were in the um, Starbug when he was around, so was he talking about the Red yeah. Dwarf or
0: the Starbug? Oh, I thought they were back I'm on s- Red Dwarf by then. No, no, they
3: was on the Starbug, and was, I think he was referring to um, the Starbug.
0: Oh, I see. My bad.
1: But how can it have uh, des- flight design flaws when it has survived like five different crashes by now? <laughs>
0: Well, maybe it wouldn't have crashed if it didn't have flight design flaws. But he does say, uh, he does say, quote, it is one of the
3: old class to ship to surface vessels. Okay. Mm. I missed that.
1: Yeah, you did.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He predicts that poor Crichton will be burnt out in three years. So looking forward to series eight, seeing how that works out.
1: Crichton and then so we get this too. again
0: cat uh, now this is the second mm-hmm. time somebody has looked at cat and I guess this guy does a scan but identified him as Felis sapiens uh, bred mm-hmm. from a domestic house cat now I don't know when the hollow ship left Earth we know it was past 2500 mm-hmm. um but the cat people were bred over 3 million years on the Red Dwarf. So Mm -hmm. are we to guess that within a thousand years of uh, the Red Dwarf leaving Earth that they also co-evolved into cat people on Earth? Mm -hmm. Hey, yeah, that's an excellent point. Excellent point. I did not consider that possibility. I did notice that, uh, oh, Banks, that's Captain Snooty's name, Banks. Um, mm-hmm. I did notice that his little communicator scanner thingy looked a lot like Al's communicator on Quantum Leap, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. makes sense, because, you know, hollow people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I loved when Lister got out his cigarettes to start making his reports to Red Dwarf. <laughs>
1: and he pulls out one to be a little antenna. Yeah. <laughs>
0: We also find out that Rimmer is a Class One hologram. Um. So apparently, holo technology advanced past where Red Dwarf was uh, before. Well, we we don't know the state of Earth right now, so I won't try to guess about that. Um, yeah, the wonder- official greeting on the Hollow ship appears to be sign language for "I love you." So that's nice.
1: It's very. It's very. Um... Lovely yeah they all love each other as they announce their i q s to each other
0: <laughs>
1: like jerks,
0: <laughs> and yeah we just get sort of the idea of you know if you want to be on the ship, you have to be in some way superior to someone on the ship, and somebody will die, and you will take their place very uh very cold, very calculating, very um well, computery um
1: but then it sort of fits with um like, Red Dwarf can only support one hologram.
0: It's true. I suppose they're, yeah, it's a, sort of the same mentality. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: there's some of that happens later on, which which conflicts that whole thing. Okay. But uh, it will have been accounted for, I don't know how, uh,
1: <laughs> You know, never mind that that was a major conflict throughout the first two seasons.
2: <laughs> Should I mention it now?
1: No. Well, if it's a spoiler, I don't want to hear it.
2: No, I mean, Is, it's a spoiler. Later on in the episode, that's all.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. No, hit it. What's oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, because
1: they were um, interviewing the guy. Oh.
0: Hmm. <gasps> that's an excellent point. <laughs> uh, Steal all my unless...
1: stuff. Well, unless Rimmer was... <laughs> um, like already being supported by the hollow ship.
2: Yeah, but that—that be on the ship and not on the the red dwarf vessel. Oh.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. You're right. If if one of their holograms were transferred to red dwarf, they should be able to project Rimmer in that one's place. Hmm. Now, whether or not anyone was going to leave the hollow ship for red dwarf, which why would they?
1: <laughs> Actually, maybe it's a get... scouting mission.
2: Just thinking about it, um, that's Newtie holo Hologram. He shouldn't have been able to be on the ship either.
1: Yeah, but just like Rimmer can be supported by the Red Dwarf as he's on an alien planet, then their hollow ship can support their holographic system while they're on the Red Dwarf or the Starbug.
0: Okay, and also, that- where are the light bugs? The light bugs. <laughs> there are no light bees anywhere. Um, be patient. That's all i to you, Be patient. Well, just the hollow ship had zero mass and hundreds of mm-hmm. crew members. So, if they didn't, if they had light bees, then the ship would have had to have had some mass. Maybe
2: they had super brands, hologramitis. So, I, I don't know Apparently, how. Yeah. Maybe they don't need light bees. Maybe they're so far in the digital age that light bees are so light they are massless. Ooh.
0: Maybe so. (laughs) I feel so intelligent now. Oh, let's see. So, uh, Rimmer finally gets laid. Mm. (laughs) Yes.
1: He does. (laughs) And he looks so pleased with himself.
0: There are two, yeah.
2: During this, they had two of my favorite moments of the whole show. But I'm not going to say them because someone wants to call them. <laughs> <There
0: you go>. <sighs> <sighs> and we find out that Remy resorts to mind patching in order to have a chance at the challenge.
1: Yeah, I wasn't as big a fan of the over-the-top, nerdy remer who suddenly had sinus problems for some reason.
2: He's a nerd. Every nerd has sinus problems.
1: I'm a nerd. No, you're not. And I don't have sinus
2: problems. <laughs> no, no, no. No, you're a, no, you're a geek. A geek and a nerd, two different things.
1: I like the word nerd better because that comes from a Sue story whereas the word geek... Comes from the uh, circus tradition of the sideshow people who like ate live chickens and stuff.
0: The more you know. <laughs> oh. um, well, that was our one fact of the episode. So, if you're keeping uh... <laughs> again, our our whole goal in doing this is to impart the totality of knowledge of mankind. One fact per red dwarf episode review. <laughs> Um, (laughs) so they're shoving an engineer and a mathematician in there Um, Mm -hmm. after they do that uh, both the screen that he's studying on in his geeky Mm -hmm. scene and the test itself over on the ship looked a lot Mm -hmm. like the test that they were giving Spock at the beginning of Star Trek 4 to see if he got got his brain back working Mm
3: -hmm. Mm. very good point I never actually saw that but it has been quite a while since I saw Star Trek 4
0: it's one of my favorites. Because it's mm. got whales. It's funny. It's funny. <laughs> Leonard Nimoy is a great director.
1: And
3: mm. whales. Even though we didn't, even though we didn't save Star Trek Three, but we won't go there. He did his best.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Star Trek Three was okay. It wasn't great, but it was okay.
0: For an odd numbered one, it, it was all right. Ah, mm. uh, let's see. Yes. Uh, Star Trek blah.
1: Five is the pits.
0: Oh, yeah, wow. (laughs) Um, Rimmer's brain, sadly, cannot accept an implant, and it's not looking good for Red Dwarf interviewing replacements. Um,
1: But, oh my god, okay. When I found out that it was his new girlfriend who was going to be replaced, even as they were working out if they had any feelings, I was like, Mm. Oh my god! like i was on the edge of my seat for the whole time mm-hmm. then mm. it was amazing
0: and she sacrifices herself because mm. she feels that he is deserving of the chance to better himself
1: and then and then he when- sacrifices himself and oh it was amazing
3: <laughs> when uh, when rimmer comes back on board after the mind um, um think of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh fails. Guess whose scene was cut out? Holly's, yes,
1: of course. the over, the overrun the
2: whole episode overrun by twelve minutes. Oh wow!
1: I, I could sort of see, like, I was waiting for more development of hers mm. and Rimmer's relationship, and mm. I could just sort of see they didn't have time for it.
3: Mm. There's an entire scene of her trying to persuade him to have sex when he gets nervous and expresses an interest in playing table tennis.
1: <laughs> oh, and then they <laughs> mention table tennis later.
0: Aww. Aww. But yeah, the episode had a lot of heart, mm. and Rimmer learns the meaning of sacrificial love. Aww. Oh. And, spoiler alert, Angela was totally crying at the end.
1: Shut (laughs) up. Aww. (laughs) You're crying. I don't know what you're talking about.
0: (laughs) My last note is, Angela totally cried. Three exclamation marks. LOLOLOL.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Great, Heath. Laugh at my crying. Laugh at my pain. Go ahead. I suppose you um
3: you suppose, I suppose you didn't um notice anything different about the epi- about the direction. The
0: direction. Well, I mean no. not really because the direction is so random from episode to episode. <laughs> I <Yeah>. can <laughs> It was the
3: first episode in Red Wharf that wasn't directed by uh, Ad Bai. Okay. Yeah. Did Ed Gei go bye? <laughs> I'm afraid he went bye bye. Yes, he was. Al- <laughs> no. He was actually already booked to uh, do another series. Wait, which hmm. series
2: was that he uh,
3: He was actually doing his wife's uh, his wife Ruby Rwax, his, uh brand new show.
0: Oh,
3: wow. and he couldn't change his plans.
0: Bummer. I
1: guess I was so distracted by just... I Peace. couldn't see the change in direction because the hollow ship was just such a different mm. set. And, like, there was a different feel to the whole thing anyway. Though I did feel mm. like they told perhaps a more complete narrative than I'd seen before. Like, it felt a bit more bookended. Mm-hmm. Whereas sometimes, um... Red Dwarf will just leave out ending scenes that they don't particularly mm-hmm. need, you know.
3: Oh, I've got to tell you this really funny story. Actually, I, it's in the documentary which I was watching with really you today. Um, they, were, they come in. They come in for rehearsal, and of course, being with the set, being in the studio, it stays up all the time. So they have been. So mm-hmm. they rehearsed in the set. Um. But Craig Charles never appeared. Uh, okay. I waited. Half nine, turned in half nine, turned into ten o'clock, turned into half past ten, turned into eleven o'clock. And he didn't make an he didn't make an appearance anywhere. So I phoned home and he said said no, Craig left hours ago. I don't know where he is. So they were starting to get worried about where is he? Has he been involved? In, yeah. Has he been involved in the car accident? Starting to get word. Until they started hearing coughing from the bunk. He
0: was asleep <laughs> on the bunk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they should have called in queeg mm-hmm.
1: Queeg would have gotten him up.
0: <laughs> oh my.
1: Uh <laughs> huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually <laughs> noticed that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that is actually my capture. I will be posting when we finish the season.
1: <laughs> I, I I just thought. Hey, that's how he rolls. <laughs>
0: hmm. Well, uh, let's have a look at some feedback. Uh, going to the Facebook group, Rusgrino says Heath has probably already asked this. I did. <laughs> how is the hollow ship powered? A great concept, but if it's just light and computer generated, what's generating it? It has been getting power from Earth after three million years. It has not been accounted for. Um, yeah, it's a little weird. Um, they're
2: the bright- brightest minds
0: in all of
2: hologramatism. <laughs> they will have figured something out.
0: Yeah. Plus it's
2: three million years in the future. There's no telling what we've missed in those three million years.
0: But I don't think that they're three million years old. How do you know because Crichton Crichton remembered when they were launched. So I don't know. The timeline is insane anyway. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. I can't follow it. I I've yet to figure out how old Crichton is, so anyway. <laughs> okay. um I'll read see. Darren's Dar- go ahead.
1: This was a fairly popular ep, but I found it a bit clawing. I think he means clawing. Um a lot of science issues that need to be ignored. Um, again, shown out of order, which leads to a continuity situation that I'm sure Shane will touch on when we get to the appropriate app. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a character drawn as such a uh, for a character drawn as such a thoroughly unlikable person, Rimmer gets a lot of action, Politest way I can think of putting it. Enjoyed some elements such as the trash talk fight between Binks and Lister. Also, Rimmer's uber-nerd made me LOL the whole way through. Uh, Lastly, I think Chris Berry does one of the best smug-slash-overconfident-to-abject-panic face changes in the business, so I obviously enjoyed the loss of the mind-swap advantage. Still enjoyed it, but not as much as many others.
2: And I... Totally echo Anthony James' sentiments when he says, The very <laughs> sexy female members of the Enlightenment, coupled with the etiquette of not turning down opposite sex, as it is impolite, almost made me wish I was a hologram. Yeah, I'd have had the mind patch just to be there. Me too, Anthony. <laughs> me too.
1: But then the way they treat sex, it's like, like, literally, she said, we usually talk about, you know, research and stuff.
0: When we're having sex. Yeah, they they treat sex like a cup of coffee, basically.
2: <laughs> yeah. Again, I have no problem with this whatsoever.
0: <laughs> um but yeah, very it really is, is reminiscent of Brave New World. Um, mm-hmm. where yeah, you it's you know, you can ask just about anybody and you know, they can refuse, but it's considered kind of off putting to do so. And it's just they're trying to populate Uh, as quickly as they can and so yeah Uh, rampant sex everywhere is just sort of the rule of society and
1: yeah and just I I didn't talk about Mm -hmm. this because I, I didn't really think about it but now that I think about it you know this is the first woman who's really fallen in love with Rimmer And that's because Hmm. he didn't act like a total smeghead around her. Like, he was nice to her and polite to her and nervous about having sex. And, you know, was charming. In in other words,
2: (laughs) because he was new, and obviously he doesn't know how the ship worked. If he'd been there, if it was, right, guaranteed, if Rimmer had stayed on the ship, like... And we went back to it like three years later. Rimmer would be like all the guys that she didn't like. Mm. Do you know what I mean?
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. And then there's also like going back to, um. Ah. I'm blanking. The one with, uh, with Fembrim and, mm-hmm.
1: um, yeah, the one I missed. Yeah. The, the one with the, where they went to a dimension with all
0: female people. <laughs> Power of universe. Yes. Ah,
1: yes. There we go. That one.
0: Thank you. Um, in that episode, uh, but he talked about uh, his whole view of women was, you know, being this sort of, pursuer conquer thing this very sort of machismo horrible way of looking at it and in their society there's no place for that whatsoever
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so he's forced to treat women as people instead of pray for his grandness to <laughs> her. capture or whatever yes um so
1: and insert things um <laughs>
0: So that is all of the feedback on the Facebook. Any emails or anything, Shane?
3: Uh no, I just quickly wanna mention actually something that um was posted in the spoilers group. Oh, okay. And it's just mess thing from uh Rosie saying, just listen to the Meltdown episode. Bloody how Andrew, was on the menu with a hollow prediction.
1: Well not completely to be fair, but
0: I'll just just admit it, you're psychic.
1: I'm hmm? awesome. But no, I had not watched the episode.
0: <laughs> no. If she had, she would not have been squalling like that near the end of it. <laughs> Shut so, up! Um, that's, thank you all for the feedback. Uh, if you would like to send us feedback, you may reach us on our Facebook group, which is the Red Dwarf Intro Cast. Um, you can send us an email at the podcast at gmail.com. You can Twitter at us at...
1: Twitter.com slash intro.
0: And, uh, you know, definitely hop onto iTunes, maybe rate us, give us lots of stars, and review us, and tell people that we're the best podcast ever in the history of ever. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it inflates our egos, and we, we clearly need that. Also, yep, and... if 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 you want to
2: um talk about Red Dwarf episodes that we've that we've not yet discussed on the show, you could also join the Red Dwarf IntroCast spoilers page, which can be found on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> um the link nice. the link is in the Red Dwarf IntroCast Facebook page, but Heath and Angela are allowed in there for obvious reasons. No, we're
3: not.
1: Because you guys don't like us. You can come in there and (laughs) eat. (laughs) Why?
2: So, are we going to advert now?
0: Yes, I think that's a fine idea. Here's one.
2: So, ghost infected Frank. He passed it on to the other guys, and I got it from his corpse? Right. Hello, Echo. How are you feeling? Did I fall
0: asleep?
1: For a little while. Previously on Heroes.
0: You had to go and be the detective, didn't you, ma'am? I'm not an aggressive person,
3: but Oh
1: man, there's just it. way too much on all At these, these channels. In-game.
2: But only in-game.
3: Everybody
2: lives, Rose. Just this one! In your dreams, not loaf! Bite my shiny metal hat. Sometimes I get I get visions. Walter, what are you doing? What you learn.
0: I wish there was some way to find out what's really worth watching. There is. What? Who? What was that? Tuning into Sci-Fi TV is the viewer's guide to genre television. Where is that coming from? With its spoiler-free quick reviews and water cooler and the spoiler-filled in-depth back porch discussions, Tuning into Sci-Fi TV is the only resource fans need to know what's on, what's good, and what's coming soon in science fiction and fantasy television.
1: How did you get into my house?
0: Join Kevin, Wendy, and Brent each week for the latest in genre television. I'm calling the police. Uh, you can find Tuning Into Sci-Fi TV at dot com. No, seriously. How did you get into my house?
2: And we are back.
0: We are, in fact, back. That is true. Uh, and it is time for ratings. So, uh, you are our guest. Why don't you uh, take the first crack at it? nice
2: I um, also like this episode a lot um, I think the cast the, the extra cast that we got for this was, was really good obviously with Binks and uh, Jane Horrocks in this some of the best in British and the episode was good and I will give it 8.5 mind patches out of 10
0: A lot of mind patches, I loved this episode. I thought that it was uh, had a lot of heart is was what I wrote in my notes here um, it was a rimmer centric episode that was was very sympathetic to his character for once um i I was really digging on it um yeah not much not much to criticize. I'm going to give it nine out of ten palindromic haikus. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, I absolutely adored this episode. This was the best one, like so far, or, or at least my favorite. You know, it appealed to my personal taste, and you know, was kind to Rimmer and everything. So, I give it ten out of ten tragic love stories.
0: Oh.
3: Well, I suppose it's my turn now, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> Indeed, uh, I like it actually. I mean, it's, I mean, it's not one of my favourites, but it's is, it's is, it's is quite good for the um, for well, it's relatively good. So I'm going to have to give it seven. to uh, have to give it seven Geronimos out of ten. <laughs>
2: Right, I can scratch that off my quotes list.
3: <laughs> oh, sorry, it's
2: all right. I've, no, I've got like five or six quotes, so I'm just scratching it off, and I'm, it's all right.
0: It's fine. Oh, all right. Speaking of quotes, it is that time we get to quote, and uh, why don't you hit us first? Cool.
1: okay <gasps> apparently because this was me at the end of the episode do you think they get back together i don't know pardon i don't know
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay
0: Ah, uh, let's right. see oh go ahead
2: okay um please forgive me for any mispronunciations but this is my favourite quote from the whole episode. Craden, Just thinking. Assuming, of course, we're not dealing with the five-dimensional objects in a basic Euclidean universe, and given the essential premise that all geomathematics is based on the hideous limitation notion that 1 plus 1 equals 2, and not, as Aster may have p- correctly postulates, that 1 and 2 are in fact the same thing, observed from different precepts. <coughs> the theoretical shape... Described by Sidious, it must therefore be a polydry deca wee hedron, uh, hexa hexa, uh, there, <laughs> there, there, Everything else is pop-a-cock, isn't that so? <laughs> <laughs> that deserves a clap.
1: <laughs> yes, honestly, good job. Apart from that, I
2: knew, I knew I was gonna mess that last bit up, but oh well. <laughs>
0: Oh, let's see. I've written down several quotes here. Um Let's see. Okay, I'll have to do this one. Uh, Why don't we drop the defensive shields? A superlative suggestion, sir, with just two minor flaws. One, we don't have any defensive shields. And two, we don't have any defensive shields. Now, I realize that, technically speaking, that's only one flaw, but I thought it was such a big one that it was worth mentioning twice. Good point. <laughs> well made. Oh, please someone
2: do the next one the
0: one especially out there for Jay mm. this
3: is to Red Dwarf we have not our midst a complete smeg pot mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, I thought you were going to do the whole or I thought you were going to do the whole thing Um. ok well I say let's break out the laser cannons and give them both barrels no <laughs> good suggestion, sir, but just two minor drawbacks. I oh, forget it. <laughs> Any more? That's, oh, so I, I,
0: I also liked. No oh, go ahead, go ahead, Lana.
1: Yeah. Um. Okay, hang on. Let me let me make sure I'm getting all <laughs> of this. Um, <sighs> shut up. Uh I understand your gesture, but really your resignation solves nothing. After all, the two of you will still be apart. Permission to return to Red Dwarf, sir? Granted. Oh, and sir, you're wrong. We won't be apart. We just won't be together. (laughs) (laughs) It's so sad. (laughs) And then he breaks it by saying, I cannot believe I just said that.
0: I have, um... What you're suggesting is immoral and illegal. Mind-patching is outlawed. But it is possible. Possible, but highly dangerous. The side effects can be devastating. You could be reduced to a gibbering simpleton. Reduced?
3: (laughs) (laughs) They've taken... They've taken Mr. Rimmer. Sir, they've taken Mr. Rimmer. Quick, let's get out out of here before they bring him back.
2: (laughs) I wrote a palindromic haiku this morning. Perhaps you'd like to hear it. I'm afraid we don't speak Japanese, sir. I could translate it into Mandarin for you. Rimmer, we don't speak Japanese. We don't speak Mandarin, and we don't speak Satsuma.
1: <laughs> well, we don't eat curry every night, if that's what you think. In fact, I remember quite clearly last June, Mister Lister had a pizza. You remember? Yeah. And you don't. And you didn't like it. But then I poured curry sauce all over it and he just yummed it up.
2: Um where's the other line? Uh we usually talk. I'm sorry, I must have seemed very rude. I hardly said anything except Geronimo Yay. Mm-hmm. See I got it in anyway.
0: The eleventh doctor would be proud. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: and kind of grossed out probably
0: <laughs> alright well we have quoted we have rated we have added and feedbacked I think it is about time for us to say our goodbyes um
2: before, before you say goodbyes you've forgotten one thing what? theories
0: well, oh yeah well that too <laughs> um, uh, what, what are we up against for next week
2: I'm, I'm not going to say it, because Shane will just jump in and elbow me in
0: the face again. <laughs> the Inquisitor. The Inquisitor. The Inquisitor. Well, they have already been up against a sort of Inquisitor.
1: Yeah, but that mm. was a whole space station. Now, I think that it's going to be, like, um... Ooh, an automated... uh Thing like robot or whatever, um, who comes on the red dwarf and does an inspection. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I was kind of thinking. You know, no one expects the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and they they force Rimmer to sit in the comfy chair and Not get the-, the, fluffy the-, pillows. the fluffy pillows. Um, I don't know the Inquisitor. Um, yeah, that's a, some sort of inspection. But what are they expecting for? Artificial life forms are going to try and kill uh, Rimmer and Crichton, maybe. Um, I'm thinking to that. I want to say Voyager episode where there was a race in the Delta Quadrant that uh, was paranoid about telepaths and was, like, inspecting Voyager to see if there were any telepathic races on board.
1: No, I think um, this is but- going to be when the Space Corps directives, or whatever, like, become a thing. Because, you know, we've oh, mentioned so you them think-
0: before. Okay, so you think that it's going to be like a Jupiter mining company or military type, something from Earth that's still automated and around, judging them by the standards of Red Dwarf. Yes. Okay. I like that. It's possible. I don't know. But we will find out next week with the Inquisitor. Uh, thank you for joining us, and oh, we and will see you... Yeah. Oh, yes.
1: Yes. Um, I have recently recorded the first episode of um, Through the Pages with Sherlock Holmes. Uh, it is an intro Yay. cast where we read Sherlock Holmes and we talk about it. We talked about the first Seven chapters of A Study in Scarlet. It's uh, me, Tabs, Scott, and John. And we had a good time. I should be getting the episode out pretty soon. So I'll put a link in the Facebook group to it.
0: Yay. I'm not on that one. I'll probably do a few odd episodes, but I'm really, really busy.
1: Yeah, if I let you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. So, uh, tune in to us and to Through the Pages of Sherlock.
1: Bye. Bye!